You're listening to You've Got This, Q&A number 77. I'm Katie Linder, host of You've Got This. Each week, I post a Q&A episode to answer questions related to surviving and thriving in an academic life. You can email, tweet, or comment in the show notes to ask a question that could be featured on the show. Now, on to today's question. So I had someone write in and ask me about my email organization strategies. And so I thought I would talk about it on this week's Q&A episode, and also because I recently just finished Jocelyn Glee's book, Unsubscribe, How to Kill Email Anxiety, Avoid Distractions, and Get Real Work Done. And I love this book. I think it's really great, especially if you are wondering about how email affects your brain and your attention, and also if you want some practical strategies for getting your email under control. So... um, Uh, The first thing I guess I should say is that I have a couple different ways of organizing my email, and it depends on what that email is. For the email that I have at work um, for my day job with uh, Oregon State eCampus, I use Outlook, um, and this is kind of what everybody uses um, on campus. And I have a very detailed foldering system. So I'm not one of those people who kind of collects everything in their inbox and then just searches for things. I actually try to keep inbox zero as much as possible, um, which basically means I don't have anything sitting in my inbox by the end of the day. And I also really try hard not to use my inbox as a to-do list. So if I have something come in, I try to actually add it to my to-do list or add it to my calendar and then remove it from my inbox and put it into a folder. And the foldering system is one that I built over time And whenever I've started a new job, I start over the foldering system. It's not something I bring with me um, because you need different folders for different jobs. Um, But I can say like the main folders that I use is I have like a eCampus staff folder. So if I'm getting messages from particular people, I'll put them into their own folder. So I have a folder that's like eCampus staff. And then underneath that folder in subfolders, I have folders with everyone's name. So if I know that I'm looking for something from like our business office about like the center, the unit's budget, I know exactly where to look because I know who would have sent it to me. I also have a couple of folders that are kind of at the the first level of organization for each of the people who are my staff. Um, And so whenever I get messages from them, it's very rare that I delete anything. Um, I I just want to make sure that I'm kind of keeping a record of all the different things we've talked about in case I need to go back and look at anything that we decided. So then I also have folders for like the bigger projects that we work on. So there's a, a kind of first level folder for anything that's related to external funding. And then every grant that we have gone for that we're thinking of going for gets its own folder underneath that. There are also um, folders, kind of top-level folders for different OSU offices, and then subfolders for, you know, the people that I might be working with in those offices, like things like IRB. I have a top-level folder for research and then sub-level folders for individual projects that we're working on where I have co-authors or the books that we're working on. So I have all of the correspondence with our contributors and with our editors um, and then also, of course, I have podca- or I have folders for things like the podcast where I have, you know, guest inquiries and I have um, notes and like scheduling information about trying to get guests on the show. And then also information related to some of the marketing that we do with that with that podcast. So I do a lot of folders and that is something that works for me. I trust that system. I know exactly where things are. I don't have a hard time finding emails 
And if there is an email that I know I'm going to like immediately need or that I haven't had a chance to look at yet, it just stays in my inbox until I have a chance to process it and move it into a folder. So the other thing about that email um, system at work is I actually manage three email inboxes. So the one that I just described is my main email. Then I also have an email inbox for the podcast where people can email directly to the podcast to give us like guest ideas or feedback on the show um, or just any general inquiries that people have about research and action. And so that email I check on a daily basis just to kind of see what's in there. It's also where we receive things like our guest forms. When we have guests on the show, we ask them to fill out a form with their bio and give us their headshot and things like that. So that all goes into that particular email box. And then the third email box is one that is just for our research unit. And so this is the email box we use when we recruit for studies or um, when we're um, we use it to sign into like our social media management account for the research unit. And then I also use it to receive Google alerts about um, citations that might be of interest to me for different topics and also to help me make sure we're keeping up with our research database on online efficacy. And um, it's a recent database that we launched this past fall that we update every month. I'll link to it in the show notes if you're interested. So I actually manage three different email accounts. Now, what is interesting about Outlook on Mac, which is what I have, is that if you have a main account, it seems to function just fine. But if you have additional accounts, um, for some reason, it won't do a sent folder. It doesn't save any of the emails that you sent <laughs> from your extra accounts. So I actually have to blind CC myself, and I have, I've like basically created my own sent folder and every time I send something from the podcast account or the research unit account, I have to blind CC myself so that I keep a copy of it. Otherwise, it just like goes into the ether and I would never see it again. It doesn't get saved on the online version. It doesn't get saved on my computer version. I mean, it's just gone. I've worked with our um, help desk on this, and it's just like this weird, quirky thing about Outlook on Mac. So that is primarily how I handle email for that. Then I also have email for um, a range of other things. I actually manage several accounts. Many of them are on my phone, um, but I have a, a mail client that I use at um, home that is different than Outlook. So on my phone, I have my Gmail account. I do have my OSU email on there as well. I have uh, what I consider to be kind of a junk account where I sign up for a lot of things and there's not a whole lot that comes into there that is important. Um, I have an email specifically for people who want to inquire about coaching. I have an email specifically for my LLC. Um, I have email for um, YGT, like the feedback email for that. And I have some emails tied to um, my other podcast, Academic Gig, and there's probably a couple other accounts that I can't remember. So I kind of have segmented email accounts that come in from various places. And um, I usually check that. I mean, I don't even want to think about how many times I check that email throughout the day. If I'm like walking from a meeting to another meeting or, um, you know, I'm just kind of in between things. I'm, I'm kind of just checking to see if there's anything that's come in that's important. Um, and then typically what I will do is if there are things on there that I can't follow up on immediately or if it requires a longer email that I don't want to write on my phone, I leave it unread. I also flag emails sometimes if I know that I'm going to want to refer to them in the future, but I don't need to leave them unread. Um, for example, if I have a travel itinerary for a couple of months from now for a speaking engagement, I'll flag it so that it's easy for me to find later. 
So then at home on the mail client I use, which is just mail for Mac, um, I've got all of those accounts coming in to my um, iMac. And that allows me to write longer emails if I want to. It's a lot easier to attach files and things like that. So oftentimes I will save some of the more like um, side business related email responses until the end of the day and respond to them from my home computer, like right when I get home from work. And that just makes it easy. It's more efficient. But with that mail client, I am not doing inbox zero. I am doing that thing that probably drives some people crazy where all the emails just come in and they don't ever get filed or put anywhere. And basically, I consider them, once they're read and processed and I've like done the action item I need to do, they just sit in there. Like, I, I don't know that I'm going to have to look them up again. Uh, you know, like, I'm, and if I do, I can search by the person's name. So really what happens with that particular email box is it's just the stuff that's left unread that I know is like um, an action item. So I do use that email inbox a little bit like a to-do list. And I also leave stuff unread if I just want to be able to find it quickly. So for example, if I'm doing some client work on a website and they've sent me some updates that they want me to make, I'll typically leave that email unread until the updates get done. It's a way of just triggering for me that this is something important. But I would also say that in terms of those those emails that are marked unread, I usually clear those out by the end of a week's time. Like nothing stays in there unread for um, longer than a week. Um, and then I get it down to quote unquote inbox zero, usually by the end of the weekend when I've had a chance to process those emails. So that's a little bit about how I am doing email. Um, and it's interesting, I think, because I hadn't really realized that I have different processes for different accounts until I was asked this question. I really had to think about it. But I did want to talk just briefly about Jocelyn Glee's book, Unsubscribe, and give you a sense of what's in here. Um, it's a little book. Um, it's it's kind of smaller. It's got some great graphics throughout it. So it's just kind of fun. And it's broken into four parts. The first part is called psychology. And this is talking about why email is addictive, why we kind of treat it the way that we do, um, why we get like overloaded and, and guilty when we have too many emails coming in. And also why we can't just like say no and not answer emails, like why we feel so pressured to respond to people. The second part is about strategy, and this is about like thinking about your email routine. How do you process your inbox? Are there things that you can do if you're getting a lot of unwanted inquiries where you just um, set up processes so that you're not hearing from people if you don't want to? Part three is about style, and this is about how you can write emails really effectively and persuasively or um, just kind of depending on what your goal is for the email, you could have a different style. And then um, part four, she calls superpowers. And um, in this section, I'm actually flipping to it now because I read this a little while ago and I can't remember what part four was about, the superpowers. Um, oh, so this in this area, this is actually really interesting. She talks about how you can take what you learned about email in the book and apply it to other things like social media and other things that might be distracting for you. And then lastly, in the end of the book, she gives you email scripts and some other kind of apps and, and extensions and things like that that could be useful if you're interested in applying them to your email strategies as well. So this is a book that I would definitely recommend if you're struggling with email, if you're not quite sure how to keep track of all your email, if you're feeling overwhelmed by it. If you know, I mean, this is one of those areas where we kind of just get dumped into using email and nobody ever trains us how to do it effectively. Um, and maybe we build up our own strategies over time, but they're not necessarily effective. 
I think this is also one of those areas where I certainly change my strategies on a pretty frequent basis to try to make email more efficient and to try to think about what are things I can do to save time and um, to also like unsubscribe um, as Jocelyn Glee's Jocelyn Glee's book is titled um, to just like get these emails out of my inbox completely. So I would love to hear what other questions you have about email organization, um, but that's a little bit about how I do it and definitely a good resource um, in Jocelyn Clyde's book if you want to check that out. And just a reminder, you can always ask questions for me to answer on this Q&A episode each week by emailing feedback at ygtpodcast.com or by tweeting to me at ygt underscore podcast or at katie double underscore linder. I always love to hear questions from listeners. So thanks so much for checking in with this week's question. I'm Katie Linder, and I'll be back next week answering another one. Show notes and transcripts for each episode of You've Got This can be found at YGT for You've Got This podcast.com. That's ygtpodcast.com. To comment on today's show, suggest a topic for me to discuss, or ask a question that could be featured in a future episode, connect with me on Twitter at Katie double underscore Linder or at YGT underscore podcast. You can also connect with me by emailing feedback at ygtpodcast.com. In addition to You've Got This, you can also hear from me each week on the Research in Action podcast and the Anatomy of a Book podcast, available in iTunes, and via the Academic Creative Weekly Email Newsletter. Subscribe to this newsletter at katielinder.work to receive an essay focused on topics like productivity, resilience, and creativity delivered directly to your inbox each week. If you want to learn more about my work and projects, visit my website, katielinder.work. Thanks for listening.